Radsters, you are listening to the weekly roundup, Sounds of the South Coast, home to the glorious Shitehawk. I'm Dan. And I can't follow that up, so uh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> Alex. But um, welcome to season four. I've got a new intro, haven't we, Dan? We have. Glorious. Glorious. Um, so we're, we're fully copyrighted and ready to go. And um, and yeah, it's going to be a really good episode because we've got, um, well, we've got, what have we got this week, Dan? We are going to be talking about things that we are binge-watching, have binge-watched, and probably binge-watched a few times. Yeah, and um, we'd like to, to hear from you. I mean, we've got some comments. We've got some comments on the old yeah, socials. Yeah, we've got some good stuff. Excellent. So um, if at the end of the episode you think we've missed something, we'd really be keen to, to hear from you. So uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode for some contact details. But I mean, I've got quite a few, Dan. I've got six pages worth. I've got quite a few myself. Um, I think I've got about four shows and then some honourable mentions. Very good. So um, sit down, re- relax, and uh, yeah, enjoy um, what's going to be quite a, a meaty episode. Uh, but to start off with Dan. Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Of course. Yeah. Um, I've just finished binge watching Line of Duty. So. Ah uh, yes, this is a BBC one. Yep. So it was all written by Jed Mercurio, the same guy that did The Bodyguard last year. Uh huh. And got some fun facts for you here for oh, this yeah. one. I like those. So this was eighth in the best police shows of all time. All right, eighth. And um, by by uh, by whose standards? Not sure. By, by yours. By, by your standards. By my standards. Because you uh, you binge watch a lot of uh, police shows. I get, I get my facts from Wiki. What can I say? Mm. I mean, you can't you can't beat the bill. No, definitely not. That was a classic. Nineties Bill. Yeah, with the the opening uh, scene where they got the boots walking down the cobble streets. Mm. I mean, of course, we're alienating our non-UK listeners right now. But um, yeah, uh, I'll put a link in the description below. I'm sure there's something on YouTube. But uh, good old Bill. But anyway, no. So we're talking about um, Line of Duty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, came third in a poll of best British crime dramas of all time as well. No way. Yeah. So it's a goodie. Lots of twists and turns. And if anyone wants to watch it, they can watch seasons one to four on Netflix and season five, which I think finished back in March or April, you can get on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. It stars Martin Comston as DS Steve Arnett, Vicky McClure as DC, Kate Fleming, and then we've got Adrian Dunbar, my favourite, Superintendent Hastings. And there's only one thing he's interested in, Alex, and that's catching... Bent Coppers. Um, some honourable mentions for the cast who pop up now and again. Uh-huh. We've got Keely Hawes as D.I. Lindsay Denton. Daniel Mays, who again appears later on in one of my shows. Oh, right. As Sergeant Danny Waldron and Stephen Graham as D.S. John Corbett. So, a bit of a synopsis for you, Alex. Yeah, what's it all about? Because I haven't seen it. I know um, a lot of people have recommended it and it's um, it's got some high praise the latest season, but... Um... For our listeners, the same as me, who haven't seen one episode, what's it all about them? So it actually begins with uh, DS Arnett. He's an authorised firearms officer, and he is transferred to Anti-Corruption 12, or as we'll know it in the TV shows, just AC-12, when he refuses to cover up an unlawful shooting by members of his own team. Ooh. So lots of bent coppers. Bent coppers. Arnett is partnered with DC Kate Fleming, who is a highly commended undercover officer. So we do see her go undercover a lot in this show, mm-hmm. which is really clever. Does she get caught out? You'll have to find out. Mm. Uh, she has a keen investigative instinct. 
They work under Superintendent Hastings, who is one of several senior investigative officers, and they are responsible for uncovering corruption within the police force. Um, it has been renewed for season six. Oh, right. And you've, you've up to date. Are you seen all the episodes? I'm up to date. So we binge watched it all back to back. Oh, wow. Now, I had to watch it because my half Claire was nagging me to watch it. So you'll love it. You'll love it. So when we did watch it, even she started to find things that tied other seasons together. Oh, so she'd already seen those episodes before? Yeah. So oh, wow. she, she sort of watched them. Uh, I think they come out every other year. Hmm. And sort of watching them back to back, she started to piece things together that she hadn't realised she'd seen before. Oh, okay. Um, when I started watching season four, it sort of felt a bit fresh. Like it was completely new from seasons one to three, which yeah, were yeah. tied together. And then you get to a bit where it sort of throws you all the way back to those three seasons. Right, okay. And the same with season five, which I sort of struggled to get into. But then you get to the last episode and there's something right at the very end and you're drawn back in again to season three. So there's a payoff for those who've seen all the other seasons? Yeah. Okay, and how many how many episodes a season roughly? Uh, it's only about five or six episodes. Okay. And about what, an hour long or so? Yeah. So uh, manageable? It is manageable. Okay. Definitely worth watching. It's definitely up there now as one of my favourite TV series. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a good one. And I think if anyone likes a good crime drama... This is it. Wow, there you go. High praise. Strong, uh, strong start to your list. Mm. Um, well, I'm going to start off, Dan, myself, with another BBC programme, another one that's been um, well, highly applauded. If I said to you, uh, a Birmingham crime gang, better known as the Peaky Blinders. By order of the Peaky Blinders. Oh, OK. Have you seen any Peaky Blinders before? No, I haven't. Yeah, okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll give you a, a bit of a download. Um, it is a crime driver, a uh, television series created by Stephen Knight, who I think has done some, is this some Doctor Who? Yep. Um, he's a, a well-known um, writer here in the UK. Um, now, starting on the 12th September 2013, it's on season, I believe it's season five now. Um, now, it's primarily set in Birmingham. Um, and follows the exploits of the Shelby crime family. Now, there's a bit of a period drama. Now, I don't turn anyone off because they can be a little bit dull, you know, dressed up and hoity-toity and stately homes. But this is a different kind. This is uh, in the aftermath of World War One. So you've got a, a, a struggling country that's got a, a crippled economy. You've got men coming back from the war who perhaps have, have been scarred by conflict and trying to find their own way. And that's on the backdrop of... Um, actually this, this fictional gang which actually is based upon a real gang in the 19th century Okay. so they were called the Peaky Blinders but they weren't quite so violent or weren't so prevalent but they still existed um, and it stars Killian Murphy have you, have you seen any films of Killian in? his name rings a bell should do um, I think one of my most favourite things I think I've seen him in is probably going to be um, Sunshine it's a science fiction film uh, done by Channel 4 Film 4 yep. if you haven't seen it it's absolutely bloody brilliant um, so he stars and that is one of the main characters but he's he's absolutely phenomenal now he stars as the, the gang leader uh, Tommy Shelby along with Helen McCrory and Paul Anderson playing Tommy's aunt and older brother respectively uh, who serve as the second most senior members of the gang um, now in well very recently May 2018 after the drama series win at the BAFTA TV Awards 
Um, the writer confirmed um, that he would uh, look to continue the story on further into the 1940s. Um, and he thinks actually there'll be an, at least another three series, which takes you to series seven. But we're only on series five at the moment. Um, that went live, uh, I think we're on episode five at the minute, uh, on the 25th of August. Okay. So um, we're still working our way through on uh, iPlayer, which is currently uh, being released every week um, at the time of recording. And it's roughly about nine or ten episodes per season. So again, it's manageable, usually about 50 minutes to an hour. Um, but does follow the exploits of this gang from, you know, a two-bit kind of gambling um, outfit, fixing races, all the way through to their ambitions of uh, owning clubs and taking over London, to going to New York and the conflicts that you have mm. with certain um, gangs who obviously they're, they're going to their turf and there's gang wars and it's, it's really quite violent. So this isn't a family-friendly uh, TV show. Uh, there's lots of swearing. Um and lots of violence but if you look past all of that the acting's absolutely fantastic the um the the scene setting's phenomenal and actually it weaves in the the extra character additional character which has got to be the period of time you know is is war torn britain and it's um people who have returned from war struggling with the things they've seen whilst trying to make their life back in uh, back in britain it's a fantastic um it's a fantastic show if you haven't seen any of it i'd say stick with the first three episodes as you have to do in most things, I guess. Yeah. It's a bit of a slow burn. But if you get past episode three, season one, you'll bloody love it. It's so, so good. Um, I love swearing, so it's fantastic for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Peaky Blinders. Uh, we're on uh, season five. So uh, catch all the other ones on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. And uh, once you're up to speed, it should be, by the time you're finished, already done uh, season five on Apple. Lovely. Have a look. So, Alex, this one must be on your list. If I said Billy Butcher... Uh-oh. The Boys. Speak about violence. This is ultra-violent, mm, The Boys. This is ultra-violent. Yeah. Um, this is on Amazon Prime, and it is based on the comic book series by Gareth Ennis and... Derek Robertson. That's the one, because mm. I can't make sense of my notes once again, Alex. We need to get you that uh, the tablet, mate. Yeah. Well, I've um, I've been taken on permanently in my job role now. Congratulations. Which means salary rise. So, new year. I'm going to get a tablet, new, I think. New year, new you, new iPad. Mm. Fantastic. Needs to happen. It is developed by Eric Kripke, who some will remember he did Supernatural with uh, oh, right. Sam yeah, yeah. Dean Winchester. Which is still going, isn't it? On the final yeah, season? Yeah. Got... I've never seen any of them, but I know it's been going for quite some time. I got bored after about season seven. Um, that's some going mate that's, yeah. that's quite some investment seasons one and two are fantastic yeah. interestingly I didn't realise this that exec producer includes Seth Rogen ah comedian Seth Rogen yeah from uh, Knocked Up Fame I didn't know that either no ah. but very interesting some, yeah. some good stars in this as well so we've got Carl Urban as Billy Butcher who was in Star Trek as Dr Bones, Bones. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jack Quaid as Huey Campbell Anthony Starr as Homelander, who's relatively unknown, but he's very good at acting. He's very intense. Um, well, I think he, he, along with Carl Urban, they both carry the show. Mm, they're they're the counter opposites to one another, and uh, he's phenomenal as an actor. Uh, we've got Erin Moriarty as Annie January, or Starlight. Dominique McElliot, I think I've got that right, or Elligot, as Queen Maeve. 
we've got Jesse T. Usher as A-Train, Laz Alonso as Marvin, and we've got Chance Crawford as The Deep. Very odd superhero. Yeah. Uh, some weird scenes. I think we should review this at some point, Alex. We said we're going to do a, a yeah. season review. I think we should, because there's some really uh, really interesting characters with some really bizarre backstories. Mm. There's some others as well. So there's Tom Cappen as Frenchie. He's probably one of my favourites. Um, Karen Fukuhara. Now, I hope I haven't said that wrong. That's a good effort. As Kimiko. Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell. And then we've got Simon Pegg as Hugh Campbell Sr. We do. I wish I wanted more of Simon yeah, Pegg, I must same. admit. Is it, he's, he's quite unused, and I'm not quite sure why perhaps he said he wants to be part of it, because he doesn't... And we're not spoiling much if you haven't seen it. He doesn't really do much. He's He tends to be integral to most things he's in, but he's really not, is he? He's, a, he's, a, he's literally a cameo mm. in this. Yeah, mm. he really is. Um, so if anyone is unfamiliar with the boys, it is set in a universe where super-powered people are recognised as heroes by the public, and they're owned by a powerful corporation known as Vought International. They market and monetise these superheroes, and outside of their superhero personas, most of them are arrogant or corrupt, and season one focuses on two groups. So you've got the seven, which are Vought's premier superhero team, yep. and then you've got the boys, which is Carl Urban's team of vigilantes, Looking to keep corrupted heroes under control. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop in a little soundbite here, Alex. Go for it. This is how I feel after I'd finished watching the show. Holy fuck! That was diabolical! <laughs> you little fucking beauty. They're quite manageable episodes, aren't they? They're only about yeah. 45 to an hour long. And they don't hang around. I mean, they cover quite some ground in each episode. Um, and I think they, they leave just enough for you, really, to, to, to be invested in those characters. But very, very quickly, they do a good job in hitting the ground running. Mm. Might have to stick an R rating on that as well for the uh, for the swearing in my soundbite. We'll slap an E on it. An E. Um, but, um, I mean, it, it starts off with, and again, I'm not spawning anything because you literally see it in the first 20 minutes or so, um, an accidental, what, I guess, manslaughter... Um, or, or murder of uh, of this poor lad's girlfriend as she as he kisses her <laughs> and she's stepping off um, a curb onto the street. The street's empty. This speedster, a train, mm. rushes past in slow motion. She's vaporized, and you see everything. It's yeah. it's really quite graphic. And yeah, he effectively says, "Oops, sorry. See you later." And it just goes to show just how kind of sterile. Um, the, the the corporation environment is, and they try and pay him off for you know the the accidental death of of his girlfriend, and they're they're devoid of all emotion or care, and he's literally just seeing his girlfriend vaporize in front of his eyes mm. in glorious HD fashion. Um, so again, it's it's quite very very bloody, um, lots of swearing um, by Carl Urban, but it's he says it's, the it's, c word a lot, doesn't he? He does. C bombs are all over the place, but uh, it's, it's very much dark humour, I think, Dan, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're into dark humour, uh, but you like uh, an alternative spin to kind of the, the the Marvel DC stuff we've seen recently, this is definitely it because it's it's totally the polar opposite to anything you've ever seen before. Definitely. Mm. Some of our listeners have been watching this as well, so oh, yeah. 
Um, if any of our listeners have sort of commented on the things that we've been binge watching, I'm, I'm going to try and drop their comments in now. Yeah. Um, so Louise, she said she's done it in a in a day. She binge watched it in a whole day. No Alex, way. And she just put amazing. And then secondly, we've got Jacob, one of the best TV series I've watched. Thoroughly enjoyed the show, especially Billy Butcher. It's serious, funny, outrageous, complex, and has plenty of story plot holes to fill to keep the audience watching. Effing loved it. Now that, that sounds like one of those kind of reviews you get on front of DVD box or posters, do you think? Like with the, the yeah. four stars and the quotes. Good effort there. For that, wraps up for my second choice. Well, it does, um, but just to confirm, even before it premiered and it went live in season one, did already confirm season two. Glorious. So um, if you like season one and there's what, uh, 10 episodes is it I want to say? Yeah. Um, there's plenty more to come and actually uh, there's plenty of pictures out there on Instagram illustrating the fact I think they're back into the studio filming Yeah. so um, no doubt you've probably only got to wait six or nine months and the next season be out uh, I think I read the next season is due summer next year oh okay so we have got a full year to wait yeah well Afraid there you so. go but very good, uh, very good series and uh, yeah that was also one of my uh, ones to watch as well good stuff um, so I'm going to take us now into space, Dan. Ooh. Um, specifically, I have no map. My uh, my satellite's not working, and Google Maps obviously doesn't work in the the cold dark depths of uh, of uh, of the galaxy. So basically, you're screwed. Yeah. Okay. Alternatively, I, you could say I was lost in space. Oh, I've watched this. I think. Have Are you? we talking about the old one, or are we going for well? This is it. The modern one, because it was. <clears throat> I've seen both. And well, I'm... I'm not talking about the 1960s show, and I'm not talking about the 1998 film starring Matt LeBlanc or Gary Oldman, which I think was okay at the time, but looking back, I don't think it, it, it really stacks up by no. modern standards. This is a, uh, a streamed um, reimagining of the 65 series of the same name, uh, but also reimagined from the 1812 novel, uh, The Swiss Family Robinson. Um, of course, I think they were deserted on a, an island, desert island is the premise. Um... Uh, and it follows a family of space colonists as their spaceship veers off course. Now, this series uh, was released um, back last year, 13th of April, 2018, and um, it's been renewed for a second season. Now, this one stars um, an absolute stellar cast, very talented set of individuals, Molly Parker as a mission commander, and Maureen Robertson. She's been in a, a number of different um, uh, American TV programmes, She's one of the, the key main characters to the show. Mm. Um, you've got uh, Toby Stevens. I don't believe I've seen this uh, this actor in anything, but again, he's very strong. Oh, he's a wonderful actor. Is um, he? If anyone likes pirates, get on Amazon Prime and check out Black Sails. Oh, you're right. I think he's on that. He's in Black Sails. It's a fantastic series. Okay. Definitely worth binging. Well, he's um, he's John Robinson, uh, husband to, as I mentioned before, Maureen. Um, you've got um, Maxwell Jenkins who plays the 11-year-old Will Robinson. Uh, he's one of the most talented child actors I've ever had the, the pleasure of watching. He's just mm. absolutely phenomenal in this. Um, Taylor Russell as 18-year-old Judy Robinson. Um, and then Mina Sundwall as 15-year-old Penny Robinson, who's the train mechanic. Um, now, the, the premise is that uh, a colony spaceship from Earth is going to, well, colonise another planet. Planet Earth is, uh, well, it's seen better days. 
as you all know, there's there's some serious things going on in the world, and mm. you fast forward, I guess, a century, and um, and they've, they've since left the planet to, to try and find better better climbs, um, and uh, and something happens, and sure enough, they get lost and they crash land on the planet. It's all about them struggling without their technology, without their ship, and but but as a family unit, so they've kind of they've all kind of gone their own separate ways emotionally as a family. This sounds really deep. But um, they've gone their separate ways. It's all about them being forced together and reconnecting individually, but also as a family unit, um, whilst also trying to understand um, kind of why they're in this situation, what they're mm. going to do about it. Then throw in a robot who is he evil or is he a goodie, we don't know. Um, it's a really good story arc with some fantastic characters and some familiar faces from British TV as well. So um, I really enjoyed it. It's been renewed for a season two. Um, but it's it's really quite a complex set of storylines because it's got yeah. the whole kind of family element in there as well. And again, you've got such a young cast, but they're so, so talented. Um, and the CGI, I mean, Netflix literally threw the bank at this. It looks beautiful. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a really nice looking TV show. So if you're into your sci-fi, I think you'll love it. If you're not into your sci-fi, I think there's still something that you'll take away from it because it it doesn't take place in space. It takes place on this this planet, um, and again, it's it's investigating the characters and their relationships. Um, I think it's very well rounded. As I say, I can't wait for the second season, but I think I smashed through it. Well, I recently had a, a little boy, um, and he'd just been born, and I think I smashed through those episodes whilst I was looking after him like, yeah. within a week, um, which was perfect timing. So um, yeah, I I loved it. I can't, I can't rave about it enough. I watched it. Um, it must have been last year, to be honest. And I, if I remember rightly, it was literally action from the get go. Oh yeah, they don't they don't let up. No messing around. Um, I think they they deal in f- uh, fast forwards. So I think they they flash back and fast mm. forwards and they play with time. And it's yeah, it's uh, it's high tempo, but it's very very good storytelling and it's a good reimagining of of a classic tale. Yeah, edge of the seat stuff. Seriously. Uh, next up for me is Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned this a couple of times in previous episodes, Dan. Yeah. So this one stars Michael Sheen as Azraphael, the angel. David Tennant as Crowley, who is a demon. Uh, also got... known as a national treasure. Yeah. We've got Daniel Mays, again, as I mentioned from uh, Line of Duty. He is Arthur Young. And we've got Sean Brooke as Deirdre Young, who is the parents of Adam, who is the reluctant antichrist who was played by Sam Taylor Buck we've got John Hamm as the archangel Gabriel Jack Whitehall makes an appearance in this one as Newton Pulsifer and honourable mention to Nick Hoffman who is in Parks and Rec as Thaddeus Dowling but we don't really get to see much of Nick Hoffman I'm afraid Uh, honourable mentions now this is a brilliant one Benedict Cumberbatch. No way. He is the voice of Satan, and Johnny Vegas is in it as well. Mm. Very briefly. So they've got quite a, a well-known all-star cast, but of a leaning towards what comedians or thespians almost, I guess. Yeah, because a lot of them have done theatre or they've done stand-up comedy. Yeah, I mean, this is a very sort of light-hearted take on Neil Gaiman's book. And it's a fantasy series which sees a fussy angel Azraphale and loose living demon Crowley team up to form an unlikely duo. A bit like us, Alex. Fussy and loose. Which one are you? Um, probably fussy. 
that's casting aspersions upon my good self there, Dan. <laughs> I've been called many things, but loose is not one of them. I'm sure my wife has something to say about that. But anyway, we uh, we will smooth over that. Polar opposites, maybe. Maybe I'm the loose one. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Who knows? Uh, the two have become overly fond of life on Earth, and they are forced into forming an alliance in an attempt to stop the approaching Armageddon. Oh, right, okay. They have to find the missing Antichrist, an 11-year-old boy who is unaware that he is meant to bring the end of days upon humanity. Mm. And uh, I think I need to throw in a soundbite here, Alex. Let's go for it. Didn't you have a flaming sword? Uh... You did. It was flaming like anything. What happened to it? Uh, lost it already, have you? Gave it away. You what? I gave it away. They're a vicious animals. Absolutely wonderful series. Um, there's only like six episodes in this, about an hour long each, so you can probably do them probably in about a day. Yeah. Maybe a couple. Um, very light-hearted. I, I loved it. And as did one of our listeners, Alex. Oh, yeah. So we've got Ashley, who um, said she'd been watching Good Omens, and she loves it so much. Ah, okay. So I'm going to keep that brief, as I say there's not really a lot to talk about in this one. But where could you get your your, your mitts on it if you wanted to watch it down? It is on Amazon Prime. Ah, perfect. Very good. So if you've got Amazon Prime, well, that's where I seem to be binge-watching a lot of my stuff at the moment, apparently. Really? Mm. Mmm. Okay. Well, um, we're going to um, we're going to raise the quality of the conversation. We're going to become a little bit more uh, European, and we're going to become a little bit more cultural. Okay. Yeah. I know it's a strange concept for this channel, um, but let's just take a moment to raise the bar a little bit. If I said to you uh, La Casa del Papel, Papel, what would that mean? Uh, I, I guess it's not the Big Bang Theory. No. It's Spanish. Okay. The House of Paper. Heard of that? I'm I'm just looking at Alex cluelessly here. Or Money Heist. No. 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 Um, So um, this is a Spanish television crime drama series uh, created by Alex Pina. Now the series was initially intended as a limited series to be held in two parts. The original one had 15 episodes on Spanish Network and Antenna 3. Um, from 2017 but Netflix acquired the global streaming rights in late 2017 recut into 22 shorter episodes and smashed them out worldwide now this um, you'd be forgiven if you hadn't heard this before uh, but I mean, it's been out for a good couple of years now Dan uh, I believe there's a couple of seasons already out by now um, now it is native Spanish um, so it is all spoken in Spanish it's very very poorly dubbed in uh, I think it's American uh, and Netflix default that so if you're uh, a UK uh, viewer be be the classy one take off the, the US dubbing switch it to subtitles because it'll do you absolute favours because it's very poorly um, obviously dubbed otherwise and the, 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 the words doesn't don't really match up um, but if you haven't heard of it Dan the premise there is a multi-day assault on the Royal Mint in Spain in Madrid where a group of robbers take hostages as part of their plan to print and escape with 2.4 billion euros. So, you know, they're, they're not going in for loose change. Now, it involves eight robbers, codenamed after cities, focusing on Tokyo, uh, and led by the professor from an external location, as they battle with hostages on the inside and the police on the outside. Mm. 
Now, Money Heist has received critical acclaim, and quite rightly so, because there's a fantastic cast, very talented, and the plot is phenomenal. Uh, it's very sophisticated. Uh, there's lots of interpersonal dramas, and um, it really is an innovation for Spanish television, but actually it's for most European TV series. Uh, and to that event, it, it was a, a smash hit, mostly in Europe last year. Um, but I got on board relatively late, and I only have just seen it now, so this year. And I'm uh, pretty much all the way through season one. There's another season to go. Um, and apparently the writer said that in order to do it justice, there'd be four seasons in total. But um, really, I'm not doing enough justice. But if you think about um, your usual take on a, a money heist, robbers are going, they'll hold people hostage, they take some money and they run out. But actually the whole plan is to stay in the uh, the bank. I won't spoil too much of it. But stay inside the bank, um, print their own money, and try and get away with all of that bank whilst trying to repel the police and not be um, besieged by armed uh, armed officers. Mm. Whilst also then looking at the relationships between the armed robbers who don't really know each other, they know their code names. They're all strangers before this event. They've all been brought together for their various different talents. Um, and then the hostages who've all got backstories. So if you think of it as a, a smarter, more quicker version of Lost. Okay. Yeah, it's really smart. Uh, again, you've got to get past the translation, but I think we're all smart and intelligent listeners here at the Weekly Roundup. I think that'd be fine. Uh, and I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think you will too. So it's the Money Heist it's on Netflix. It's um, it's a smash hit in Europe. I think it's going to really go places. I think it's on season three now, uh, but there'll be four seasons in total to tell a whole story arc. But it's it's so so good. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, yeah, the cast is absolutely phenomenal. So yeah. Look out for that one. It's streaming now on Netflix. Wonderful. Uh, so next up for me, we are going to Netflix with Luther. Ah, oh, yes. Starring Back Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah, so this one stars Idris Elba as DCI Luther. Alice Morgan, uh, played by Ruth Wilson. Yep. And we got Warren Brown as DS Justin Ripley. So, I mean, it's not really a star-studded cast as such. No, but I think a couple of those actors over the last couple of years and seasons have gone on to do uh, greater things in the BBC and wider. Yeah. So I think they've, they've probably cut their teeth on the show, I think it's fair to say. Because I think Ruth Wilson's going to be in His Dark Materials. Correct, yeah. So I'm sure we'll be jumping on board this year. That's a co-development with BBC and... Is it HBO? I think it is, yeah, HBO in America, mm. um, based on Philip Pullman's uh, His Dark Materials trilogy. Um Nothing to do with the film. That film can actually get in the sea, the Golden Compass. <laughs> gits. That, that was hashtag Gits. That was absolutely appalling. Uh, but this looks really good. I'll, again, I'll put the link in the description below because it is noteworthy um, alone. But yeah, she's going to play um, uh, Mrs. Coulter. Yeah. I believe the uh, the villain. But um, she uh, she plays an interesting role in this one, Dan, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, I wasn't too keen on her character in the final season. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for our listeners in case they haven't watched it. But I believe I, th- I think seasons one to four are on Netflix and then the final season is on BBC iPlayer yeah, correct. at the moment. Um, just some fun facts for you here to start you off. So, I like those, Dan. Idris Elba received critical acclaim for his role as John Luther and was awarded a Critics' Choice Television Award, and Golden Globe Award, an NAACP Image Award, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it sounds good. Oh, it's an award. And Screen Actors 
Guild Award for his that's, performance. That's a big one in America, Screen Actors. Mm. A bit of a synopsis for our listeners. So John Luther is a detective, chief inspector, or DCI, working for the serious crime unit in series one. And then in seasons two onwards, he is in the serious and serial unit. Mm. Luther is an obsessive, possessed, and sometimes violent character and has paid a heavy price for his dedication. He sure has. Mm. He has never been able to prevent himself from being consumed by the darkness of the crimes which he deals. The job always comes first and his dedication is both a blessing and a curse, both for him and those close to him, Mm. which I think we would agree with. Most definitely. It begins with him investigating Alice Morgan and ultimately unable to arrest her due to the lack of evidence. As Luther goes on, Alice becomes both his nemesis and unlikely companion. Mm. She's an interesting character. And, I mean, she's the first overarching storyline, but um, as each season goes on, there is another serial killer who takes the stage, Mm. and it's all about interweaving these past storylines in with this new one. And, yeah, you're right, Dan, he gets so invested in the the killers and kind of trying to understand their psyche Mm. um, that he pulls people along with him in his... um, his uh, untraditional ways as a policeman loves to go rogue, doesn't he? Um, and I think that's that's what I think he is so interested about the cats because um, he he tries to justify his actions, but mm. he almost steps over that line of becoming a villain himself. But he doesn't see it uh, because he sees it as justified to try and get get the uh, the uh, the the baddie of the storyline, and it's. It's fascinating to watch that type of character played so bloody well. It just, it just is just. I don't think anyone can can say otherwise. But he's multi talented. I mean, he's a bloody uh, DJ. Yeah. Um, he. I think he does. He write books as well. I want to say. I think he thinks so. I think he's a writer. But anyway, he's um, he's a fantastic actor, and um, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching it. And he's just such a, such a good gruff. Mm. Um, jaded police officer I think he's fantastic I mean it's quite a heavy series um, so you might have to sort of stop now and again but there is some light hearted humour and I'm going to throw in a little sound bite here which shows his cheeky side oh yeah so what you're in here because you've picked up a shoplifter they set up a new unit serious and serial you don't fancy staying in cold case maybe revealing the identity of Jack the Ripper well, let's just see if you're going to be as cheeky as that when you have to pick me up at eight in the morning. Because at eight in the morning, I am grizzly. As I say, uh, if anyone is interested in Luther, they can watch it on Netflix and BBC iPlayer. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, I would recommend it. Um, series five, I think, is one of the most gripping yet. But, I mean, the other ones are phenomenal as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely watch that one. Very good. Um, Dan, we've already referenced this one before, but I think it'd be rather remiss of me not to, to mention it for this particular episode. Okay. Of course, it's going to be DC's Titans. Oh, so good. Now, um, it's an American um, streaming uh, series uh, created by Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, um, which I think Jeff's done, is it uh, some some comics and some other TV series, I think? Yeah. Um and Greg Belanti for DC Universe. 
It's based on the DC Comics team, Teen Titans, and depicts a group of young heroes who join forces in the fight against evil. Now, we've already recommended the, uh, the series before. In fact, we've got a number of different episodes where we, we can listen and watch along with us in each of those episodes. I'll put descriptions below. Um, but it features characters such as um, Batman's sidekick, his old Robin, Dick Grayson, played by uh, Brenton Thwaites. We've got Corey Anders uh, as Anna Diop. Rachel Ross, played by Tegan Croft. She's phenomenal in this. Mm. You've got Gar Logan um, by Ryan Potter. Jason Todd. Such an annoying uh, character, but played fantastically by Curran Walters. Adonna Troy, which is played by Connor Leslie. Dawn Granger, Minka Kelly. And finally, a Hank Hall by Alan Richardson, who play um, Hawk and Dove, who I think are going to do a, um, a spin-off. Okay. Uh, but they start off uh, very early on in the season as two vigilantes who you follow. As I mentioned before, it does focus on young superheroes. Um, and effectively... The, the synopsis is they um, they try and support a young Rachel who is pursued by dangerous forces. Uh, you're soon introduced to these various different characters and they come together in quite a bloody and brutal way as the series continues to uh, quite a climactic season finale mm. where we meet Batman. Um, now he has been... Um, uh, Reference throughout the series, but we actually come to see him in some kind of fashion yeah. at the end of uh, of season one, and it leaves on a really good cliffhanger. But just as well, Dan, because season two is now live. It's now live. Yeah, we're on week two, um, episode three. Actually, I think is because I think they launched uh, episodes one, two, back to back, uh, and that's currently being streamed in America, in the US. I haven't started watching. Is it on Netflix yet? Not on Netflix, don't think. Oh, shit. Um, but um, it's uh, it's really really good. Um, again, if you're into your um, your superheroes, it's a different kind of take on the superhero um, genre. It's very bloody. Um, some swearing in there, I think mm. it's fair to say. A foul mouth Robin, um, and it's a different take on uh, on the cartoon um, Teen Titans. We thoroughly enjoyed it. I won't spend too much time on it because we do have a review in our uh, our previous seasons. Go and check them out and go watch it and listen along with us. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, season two is out now and I'll be smashing that as soon as I can get my hands on it. Same. Same. So I went to my honourable mentions. Oh, so right. I've only got three in my notes. Yeah. Uh, first up is Parks and Recreation, which you can get on Amazon Prime. Um, seasons one to seven and they're only about 20, 25 minutes long each episode. So you can probably get through it quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, did I mention I binge watched this twice? So I binged it way back in, I want to say 2016. Yes. And then I binge watched it again with my other half. Uh, I want to say early this year. Mm-hmm. Although she's convinced it was maybe last year, but I'm not sure. Time is now crunching together and I'm losing track of time, I'm afraid. Uh, this stars Amy Fowler. Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, Billy Eichner, Retta, Jim O'Hare, and Chris Pratt. A fat Chris Pratt, shall I say? Not fat shaming here, because you know I've got a bit of a bit of a beer belly myself. Uh, this is set in a fictional town of Pawnee, where Leslie Nope, a mid-level bureaucrat in the Parks and Recreation Department, hopes to beautify her town. And B 
boost her own career. It's it's very light-hearted. It's yeah. very funny. Uh, it does have its sort of dramatic moments. But if you're looking for a bit of light relief, if, like me, you've binged Line of Duty and Luther, where it's quite heavy, this is going to be your getaway. Need your yin to your yang. And... Um, mm. There's quite some familiar faces in there, and I think they've this when they all first started out. I guess, Dan, yeah. Right? I think it's fair to say a lot. It sort of boosted a few people's careers, especially Chris Pratt, yeah. who is now in Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's highly sought after for sure. The Avengers films. Um, I know Amy Poehler's been in a few things. Um, Adam Scott, he was in Step Brothers. Yep. Before that, um, Rob Lowe was in Austin Powers, uh-huh. and he's he was recently in an ITV series. I can't, oh, right. can't remember what it was called. He's a policeman okay. in Yorkshire or something like that. Yeah. Mm. But um, I'll have to try and find out for a future episode. Yeah. Have you got any other honourable mentions? I have got a couple of honourable mentions. Just before I get to them, though, Dan, um, I have a couple just to, to quickly run through. Um, now, I, I think I started watching this because I put the feelers out on social media and said I need to watch something new. Mm. And I believe... I believe it was you and a couple of other people suggested that I watch something on Netflix. It's called Sex Education. This is actually on my honourable mentions. Is it? Well, I'll give I a, love this. I'll give a little bit of detail around it and you can jump in, Dan. <clears throat> now, um, it's set in Britain, questionably, but I mean, it's, it's supposed to be in Wales and some of the locations are in, in the green, green land of, of Wales. Um, uh, and it premiered... Um, well, at the beginning of this year, January 2019. It stars Gillian Anderson, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I didn't realise she's 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 quite the lady in her older years, mm. um, I must say. Um, Asa Butterfield, Emma McKay, Nkuti Gatwa, Connor Swindles and Kedar Williams-Sterling. Now, this series has actually reached commercial and um, critical success. Reaching over 40 million viewers. Oh, okay. Massive. So doing well. Massive following. Now, uh, it's all around the socially awkward teenager Otis Milburn, who is apparently ambivalent about sex. Now, despite his mother being a sex therapist who's frank about all aspects of sexuality, including his own. Mm. Now, I did say that right, listen, if you haven't seen this before, it's really very awkward. <laughs> um, if you know anything about us Brits, um, we're very polite. We are. Um, we're very inward looking and we don't like to talk about things mm. and it's Gillian Anderson and she does she likes to talk about sex and talks about her, her son's masturbation which of course is <laughs> so awkward is, is fantastically awkward um, but even more so given that we can probably um, uh, relate to the awkwardness of, uh, of being a fellow Brit um, uh, so after inadvertently assisting the school bully with his own sexual performance anxiety which in itself is just a strange thing to say out loud. Um, Otis sets up a sex advice business with Maeve, a confident but vulnerable classmate to educate their fellow students in how to deal with their own sexual problems. Mm. Um, there's special mentions of, uh, as I say, Asa Butterfield, who plays Otis, um, Nkuti Gatwa, who's Eric Effion, who um, is his, his gay best friend, which I think he, he really does deal with some very tough subjects mm. uh, but plays it so very very well um, you know being bullied as a, as a gay individual but also from a, a very different culture uh, which also struggles with um, you've got um, Emma Mackey who also plays Maeve Wiley the social outcast 
along with um, Connor Swindles, Adam Groff, the bully, um, and sexually confused Adam Groff. And then his dad, Mr. Groff, the headmaster, Alastair Petrie, who's almost a, a comedian mm. kind of role. Um, and I, I, I must admit, I struggled in the first couple of episodes, episodes to get into this because it's set like an American teen drama. So they've got the high school kind of feel to the school and they've got the um, the, the, the backdrop, backdrop of a, a rolling hills of, uh, of Wales. And then yeah. I think there's that kind of um, conflict between the two kind of, of, uh, of themes. But if you look past that, actually it's a fantastic season with mm. some some really like uh, in like heartening conversations yeah. and some really good um, developing characters to the point where at the end of the season again I won't spoil it but a lot of the characters um, develop from what they were like boys to to young men yeah because they're going through I think it's the first year of college isn't it yeah uh, sixth form as we know um, so it's quite endearing it's quite heartwarming again it's very silly but um, with some interesting uh, and quite serious themes woven throughout the, sea, uh, the season um, to the point where I couldn't wait to finish it it was fantastic um, and I joined one of those 40 million people as well as you Dan yeah. in watching it I think it's it's so so good again stick with it guys you know, in the first couple of episodes I found it jarring but actually if you look past it thoroughly enjoyed it We're very well written uh, and very well directed I, I can't add much to that because Alex has taken a lot of the words out of my mouth it is heartwarming it's, it is endearing when you sort of get past all the awkwardness um, I yeah. loved it I, I can't wait for season 2 it's a, it's a, it's a good one to uh, to wait for um, Star Trek Discovery is one of my honourable mentions yeah now um, there's two seasons in this and they'll be filming season 3 shortly there was a bit of a divide with um, Trekkies out there who didn't quite like the direction of this uh, this latest series um, they're pining for the Star Trek Picard um, series which is due I think at the end of this year beginning of next um, but um, I, I really like it it's set before the original series about 10 years um, and deals with new ground whilst referencing some old material um, again I won't touch too much on this because actually there is a, an episode review um, back early in the year of, uh, of season 2 that I did um, so went again, solo I did yeah um, scary stuff uh, but I will no doubt be doing it again for uh, for season 3 when it's out soon but I thoroughly enjoyed it if you I think it's fair to say Dan you've seen one or two haven't you have you yeah I nearly finished season 1 it's something okay. I need to go back and finish actually but it's, it's I think it's fantastic the CGI is so good oh it's one of the best kind of series I've seen and they really have put some investment into to to production value of it is phenomenal mm. but the storyline again is fantastic but unlike a usual ste- uh, Star Trek um, series there's an overarching storyline I do have one or two that veer off but actually there's an overarching storyline that plays a part throughout I think it's the, the 11 or 12 episodes mm. um, so yeah if you haven't seen it two episodes to binge watch quite a few hours does some really good homage to the old stuff whilst carving out its own identity into a new um, and I mean you've got some fantastic um, talent in there you've got Sonequa and Martin Green playing the main character Michael Burnham uh, a female Michael mm. uh, Doug Jones who does an awful lot of um, uh, uh, CGI voice acting 
he plays Saru an alien um, and then you've got Jason Isaacs who's a quite a famous uh, American uh, no UK actor does a lot of American films playing um, Gabriel Lorcan season one and then Anson Mount who plays Captain Christopher Pike season two they're just a, a number of different um, uh, fantastic <coughs> members of the uh, the show very very talented um, can't talk about it enough but I will because uh, we've got more to cover but mm. yeah that's uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, so I recently binge watched Big Bang Theory oh yes uh, uh, quite on... a few series of these right yes yeah, it's on Netflix uh, I think seasons 1 to 11 is available at the moment I'm still, yeah. waiting, for, still waiting for season 12 which is the finale yep. of the of the yeah uh, they've they've hung up their lab coats uh, their Xbox controllers and mm. their um the chess boards and it's no more right that's right although Kaylee Cuoco is begging or pining for a reboot uh, just just leave it alone of course she is because um, you know they were raking something like well back in the Friends days it's like a mm. million pounds an episode each or something yeah um, so no wonder she wants to continue uh, so this one stars Johnny Galecki Jim Parsons as we mentioned Kaylee Cuoco Simon Helberg Kunal Naha, I think I've got that right. Sarah Gilbert and Maim Bialik. It is set in Pasadena, California, where Leonard Hofstetter and Sheldon Cooper, both physicists, uh, Caltech, share an apartment. Penny is a waitress and aspiring actress and lives across the hall. Leonard and Sheldon have similar geeky and socially awkward friends in Howard Wolowitz, and astrophysicist Raj Kuthapali. 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 That's a mouthful, isn't it? Over time, supporting characters are promoted to starring roles. We've got neuroscientist Amy Farrah Fowler, microbiologist Bernadette... Uh, I want to say Rostenkowski. Yeah, Rostenkowski. Again, a mouthful of a name. Yeah. And we've got comic book store owner Stuart Bloom, who is probably one of my favourites. Good old Stuart. Um... But again, a, a nice light-hearted relief if you are looking to get away from things like Luther and Line of Duty or Lost in Space, as we say, with edge yeah. and seat stuff. I I love it um, so much so that I can't wait for season twelve to finally come, and then once that's done, I'll Can probably wave just goodbye. Wave it goodbye. Yeah. I was first introduced with a group of friends, I don't know, years and years ago. Uh, but even then, I think seasons three or four had already been out by then. Um, and we just sat one afternoon, you know, drinking tea and just having a laugh, just ha- having watching it in the background. And I thought it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of the seasons then have been aired on the UK on E4, I think. Yeah. Uh, Channel 4 spin-off. And, um, yeah, we've, we've watched a lot. I haven't watched the latest series. Dare I say, I think I've I've moved on. But I think just to close that door, I'll, I'll watch it and then... Um, mm. Yeah, perhaps go back to the original because the original episodes are so so good, and the characters, um, well, you're just learning, you know, just meeting for the first time. So uh, there's lots, lots, lots of nostalgia, but mm. uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that series for sure in the early uh, early stages. Uh, last one from me. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, this is an honourable mention, and this is something I'm currently binge watching on Amazon Prime, which has I think there's eight seasons. Is Comic Book Men. Oh right, yeah. Now we were talking off air, Dan, and I've never heard about this before. But well, you're, you're mentioning it, so it mm. must be noteworthy. Uh, so it's got Kevin Smith in it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've got Brian Johnson, uh, Walt Flanagan, who has appeared in some of Kevin Smith's films previously, uh, Ming Chen, 
And then we've got Mike Zap Zapich or Zapkic. I can't don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but it is set in uh, Kevin Smith's comic book shop, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. So it's all unscripted, um, but it's just about the comic book shop where people take stuff in to sell and you can see them sort of bartering to get the price down to buy it and or they'll barter the price up if they're looking to buy something. Yeah. It is really good. Um, I love Kevin Smith anyway. I think he is this powerhouse of pop culture knowledge he's very talented as, mm. a, as a director because he's directed quite a few things from TV shows to I think part films he's done, he's done films yeah um, so you've got Jalen Silent Bob Dogma absolute classic yes I watched that recently yeah um, I can't remember what else there were. The Clerks uh-huh. he actually also wrote Daredevil for Marvel did he? Briefly, and I think it was like the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. Wow. Fun fact for your listener. Yeah, so very, very talented individual. But I'd say, if anyone wants to watch this, um, i say there's not really a lot to talk about it other than it's just pop culture gloriousness uh-huh. in the comic book shop. Amazon Prime. There you go. And that is it for me, Alex. Just a couple of final more, listener and Dan. Um, designated Survivor. I started watching this. Um, I never really finished season one. I think I need to go back, start from the beginning and watch it again. Do it. It's such a strong... I think it's a really strong television show. Now, it's um, it's an American political thriller drama. That's quite the, um, yeah. the genre. Uh, created by David uh, Guggenheim that aired for ABC for two seasons. Well, as we know over here in, uh, in the UK and Netflix, who uh, picked it up. Stars Keith Sutherland as Thomas Kirkman. An American politician named as the designated survivor for the State of Union address. So apparently this is actually a real thing. Um, when all the um, the American politicians gather um, uh, for the uh, the presidential uh, address, State of Union, uh, there's always someone left behind. Because of course if something happens you don't wipe out the whole of your government. Um, and so if something does happen, it's not a surprise it happens in the first 10 minutes. Mm. That is the base of the, uh, of the television programme. And he is the only one who's left in the presidential line of succession. Now he's like something like twenty seventh. You know, he's um I mean he's US Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Which mm. is a nothing role, which they say in, in the television programme, I'm sure it is. It's a very important one. But in the T V programme it's quite low down the pecking order. Um uh, and is an independent party, so he's in neither side or or he's just he's running for himself. And he ends up almost well, immediately overnight becoming president mm. and then having to lead the country through the crisis to then uh, understanding then, um, you know, who uh, who killed basically the, uh, the US government. Um, now, it was all just straight from pilot to a series in 2015, um, but ABC cancelled it after two seasons, Dan. Oh. Now, not a lot of people were happy about that. So in 2018, last year, Netflix and Entertainment One, um, who do lots of films, um, announced it reached a deal to pick up the series and do a 10 episode run um, now uh, that aired um, earlier this summer in June uh, but uh, apparently in July Netflix announced the series not be renewed for season 4 Okay. now I do suspect there'll still be some uproar because I think season 3 was actually one of my strongest and they weaved in actual American politics so um and we we don't have a view on this listener if you are an American listener. Uh I'm not certainly enough close enough to, to some of these issues. Uh we've got our own issues over here in the yeah. UK. But um 
gun violence and you know when there is uh, a national event not being able to give um, aid to certain uh, states and the likes and then following and then um, some of the, uh, the the members of the public who get involved and they actually take real footage of people um, who have been filmed for the show but talking in reality about some of their political views and it's really it's really dealt really really well and of course then you have got previously two seasons worth of uh, of storyline it's fantastic um, it really is a good show I mean you've got Maggie Q in there um, mm. she's done a couple of, uh, of of US shows she usually plays someone kicking ass and she's, she's pretty good uh, but for me Cal Penn you heard of Cal Penn? Uh, name rings a bell again um, he was um, a, a young um, comedian he was in like the teen films um, uh, and he plays Seth Wright, the White House communications director. But there's a particular scene where he deals with quite a, a, a touching um, part of the season, and it compelled me to message him on Twitter and give him a massive shout out because it was such a moving scene, and he did so so well as an actor. And I never do that. It's sad, mm. but I just go massive shout out. So, you know, this episode you've just done absolutely phenomenal. Like this is the pinnacle of your career it was absolutely jaw-dropping um i've never done that before so again it's a shame they're not picking up season four i think they will though i think there's gonna be a large art you know outcry but if you haven't seen it look past the fact it's a political drama it's really really good and you know it's key for sutherland yeah you know he is the the true american hero but he plays a very different hero is the american president so he's not running around gun-toting or beating people up with pencils if you're a 24 fan, uh, Jack Bauer. But still, Kiefer Sutherland is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, do go and watch it. It's on Netflix mm. currently. And the last one for me, Dan, um, is again... I'm going to finish as we mean to go on. Yep. Um, Killing Eve, BBC. I've heard this is really good and that I need to watch it. You do, Dan. And that's why I've made our binge-worthy, um, noteworthy episode. Um, it's a British spy thriller television series, um, uh, and it's also produced for BBC America. Now, the follow the series follows Eve Palastri, played by Sandra Oh, um, intelligence investigator, tasked with capturing psychopathic assassin Villanelle, played by Jodie Comer, the most fantastically talented actress I've ever had the pleasure of watching mm. on TV. Um, as the chase progresses, the two develop a mutual obsession. It's never really good to have a psychopath obsession over you, but then um, they have this... It's almost sexual tension, but it's always, always unspoken. Mm. And it's not done in a, a, a gratuitous fashion. It's actually quite subtle. Um, it's based on the Villanelle novel, series by Luke Jennings, and it really has received critical acclaim and several accolades, including a Peabody Award, um, a, a BAFTA for Best... Uh, no, sorry, a British Academy Television Award for Best... best Drum series, nominated for Golden Globes, uh, a Primetime Emmy Awards, uh, Golden Globes, Screen Actors Awards, Critics' Choice Awards, Primetime Emmy Awards. Mm. It's won pretty much any award or has been nominated for an award uh, that's worth going for. Um, Coma and Fiona Shaw both received Primetime Emmy Award nominations for their efforts. And I mean, it's, it's, there's not that many episodes of the two seasons so far. I think there's something like seven or eight. But they're very, very good. Dark humour, light-hearted, but actually um, the way they've dealt with the characters um, 
they're just so detailed and quite relatable in a strange kind of way um, and again Jodie Comer is absolutely fantastic so Killing Eve um, is uh, my last kind of honourable mention mm. BBC series on <clears throat> iPlayer at the moment I believe so you can pick it up or BBC America for our friends over in the pond they can watch it but that that's very very good um, and I smashed through that in about three and a half weeks really loved it that two quick. seasons um, there's no mention of a season three but it just finished season two so no doubt I've got to wait a while but yeah I thoroughly enjoyed that one keep our eyes peeled then for season three for sure so we're on to the listener and um, we've had some good feedback on this one. Oh yeah so we've got first up is Ashley he's been binging the crown ah he says very interesting the history of our current monarch monarchy should I say to see the world through their eyes Ooh. I think this one's on Netflix um, follows a young Queen Elizabeth yeah second. and I think there's a couple of seasons out is the season three that's been done at the minute yeah I believe so um, it's coming in and out of my consciousness as I, as I flick and read through various different pages and, and, and media but I know there's a big hype about this one uh, but I haven't seen it myself mm. I'll be meaning to because um, apparently there's some fantastic talent yeah. who features uh, next up is Hannah she has been binging on Glee uh, oh. her daughter Evie loves it her boyfriend Chris loves hearing her sing um, I think you'd probably beg to differ is that, is that tongue in cheek yeah, yeah because he did write a sarky comment underneath yeah I really love hearing you sing oh um, little sarcastic emoji um, her daughter her other daughter is he actually went upstairs to tell her to stop singing as she could be heard on her Insta Live, which is just embarrassing, apparently. Wow. Bad times. Um, Kelly, um, she's been binging Stranger Things. So this is one right uh, up your alley. Yes. Um, she thought she'd hate it, but she actually says, I'm hooked. Uh, well, Stranger Things, interesting enough, Dan, um, just on that, they have just released uh, season three, done by the Duffer Brothers. Um, and it starts in November 1983. And goes all the way through to, I think it's 84, 85. Mm. Um, if, if you're into uh, a really good thriller, it's there are some really scary bits. It's not one for the kids. Um, but I think there's about eight episodes per season. It's fantastically written. The cast is phenomenal. And if you watch all the way through the first... Well, the, all three seasons, the characters actually develop and go from becoming children mm. and start to go through adolescence. Um, the music's fantastic. The score's phenomenal. The storyline is pretty good, but the graphics, um, it really is. It's just a fantastic, uh, unique TV show. Um, but if you're into scare jumps, you're going to love it. But if you're not, you might want to give it a swerve because it's, um, it's a bit of a scary one. But yeah. I, I couldn't agree with that comment more. It's uh, it's a fantastic um, set of seasons, mm. and I can't wait for season four. Uh, next up is Gavin. His current binge watch is nowhere near to be found on your favourite streaming media. Oh right, but it's on Sky Plus, and it's Frasier. Ah, now um, no, quite correct. Not only streaming, but it's also replayed um, half past five until half past six, I think, on Channel Four in the UK oh, okay. most weekdays. How do I know that? Because that's when my little boy used to wake up and I used to have him feed him the bottle and my wife used to watch it because she's a massive Fraser fan. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm not a massive fan of the TV show. I think it does hold up, but 
I know a lot of people do have a lot of love for it. Um, and yeah, they're still the reruns in the UK. Next up on Instagram, we've got Fratinender, also known as Luke. I keep watching people just do nothing because it's so bloody funny. Only reason, don't judge me. I've never heard of it. Mm, I can't judge because I, I haven't, but that intrigues me if someone yeah, says they have. So. I might have to, to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And then I can judge him. <laughs> uh, next up is... Flicking through my notes, listener. Uh, v from Land of the Geek. Oh, yeah. Shout out to um to that page. They they share a lot of our stuff, which is brilliant. Thank really you very cool. much. Yeah. Uh, v has been watching Outlander. Why do I know that? Uh, so I'm I'm not heard of it, but hey, mm. might I... be one for us to do homework on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, next up is Bill. He says the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. They really did enhance the movie from 37 years ago. Yeah, they've recently dropped that. Um, mm. It has been critically acclaimed. Uh, I mean, I think they used um, the old kind of animatronics yeah. um, along with some fantastic CGI. And I know that it's been very, very well received. So um, I've yet to see it. But um, yeah, apparently they've done very well. I wasn't a fan of the film, I'll be honest. No? No, it used to freak me out as a kid. It makes sense. But how do you think you'd, you'd fare as an adult with uh, adult eyes? Mm, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'm happy to, to give anything a try once. I say anything and I say that with reason. Uh, next up is Stefan, who again has been binge-watching The Boys, like us. Yeah, well done, Stefan. Uh, we've got Anna, who's been binging Friends. So a classic from the 90s. Yes. Again, All... you can find that on well, Comedy Central in the UK. Yeah. Um, Channel Four and, and many others. Netflix as well, I believe. Yes, they've got all the yeah. seasons on there. They um they're going to do a very short run on that, which is celebrating its is it twenty years since it left the the, the air. Uh, I think it ended in two thousand four, so it's about fifteen years. Mm. So um, yeah, uh, a quality show, and I think it still does hold up. I mean. There have been, I think we talked about this in the previous roundup, Dan, mm. and there have there has been some recent backlash of um, younger generation of uh, of viewers who've watched this and gone, oh, well, you know, it's this or it's that. It's like, well, it is when you look at it with our eyes in this in this day and age. But and I'm not dismissing some of the things that they're saying, but it is a it is an innocent TV show mm. uh, and of a different time. But um, if you look past that. Uh, and look at it with a 90s spin it's a fantastic uh, comedy and it really does I guess it is the cornerstone of, of modern comedy these days and it's it's just so so good a, a fantastic sitcom for sure the freaking 90s man uh, last up is Sally from Land of the Geek she's been binging Buffy ah, shout out to Sally and Buffy Yeah, that's quite the one to binge because I think there's a what I want to say 9 or 10 seasons not that's to mention then the, the Angel spin off mm. And I think there were there there was another one as well. So um that's proper nineties that is. With soundtrack and um and clothing attire and Michelle Geller. Yeah. Michelle Geller? Michelle oh yeah, Michelle Geller. She's extended her name now, hasn't she, since she's been married. Right. I think. But yeah, fantastic stuff. <laughs> um yeah. Good choice. Killing vampires. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Well, unless you're a vampire, in which case Tough stakes. Yeah. yeah. But that actually rounds up for our binge watching episode. This it does. Week. There's quite a few to um to, to pick and choose. So if there's something that takes your fancy, 
and perhaps um, you know we've piqued your interest. Let us know. Let us know um, how you get on, what you thought of the series um, that you're watching, and um, and yeah, give us some feedback, and um, we look forward to hearing how you've got on. Yeah, so you can hit us up on Facebook on the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan. Yep. We are on Twitter, which is hello underscore TWRAD. I got it right this week. Brilliant. We are on Instagram at hello.twrad. Or you can email us on hello.twrad at gmail.com. You can. And I'm also going to put in the description below uh, the link where you can leave us a voice message. Mm. Um, where you can um, use your device's uh, microphone, leave us a message. And if you're polite, as I'm sure you are as a listener... Uh, we'll put you into the episode and you can be part of the show follow all our socials because we're putting up some new stuff so we want to know your thoughts on video games that came films yes there's quite a few to choose from any good ones there's some pretty bad ones out there Mm. Um, let us know what your thoughts are on that one and next week Alex I'll be going solo you will but why Dan I'll be reviewing the new Blink-22 album 9 we're not breaking up no, 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 we're not breaking up. Oh, thank God for that. No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just going solo for this one. Um, this was on my most anticipated list. And yes. Link, a, a band that I've mentioned several times throughout the weekly roundup. Yep. So keep your eyes peeled for that one and yeah. see what my thoughts are. Very good. But that wraps up for this week, Alex. It does. Next week, we'll be talking about good and bad casting decisions. Indeed, yes. Yeah. So um, perhaps, you know. Was there a particular role that was nailed by a particular actor? And there's quite a few out there. Perhaps some which were misjudged and perhaps mm. should never have actually um, donned a superhero suit or picked up that script. And they should have hashtagged gits. Hashtag gits. But another week, I've been Alex. I've been Dan. And we'll see you next time. Bloopers. We are going to be talking about things that we have been been what we are a uh, streamed as Lucifer goes on. I said Lucifer, didn't I? Thinking about the Satan. Yeah. As Luther goes on, begging or pining for a reboot. Uh, just, just leave it alone. Of course she is, because... Of course she is, because, um... Cool, that's a meaty episode. <laughs>